Good morning, Magic Nation, and welcome to MBA On Air with Amar Delon, Season 4. This is our seventh episode today. Of course, Amar Delon is your favorite Malaysian Visaya business coach. We're also joined by Dr. Kana, who will talk about mental health. Good morning, Mr. Delon. Good morning, Dr. Kana. Good morning, June. Good morning, June. It's been a busy weekend. It's been a busy week for both of you. How has it been? Um, it was Father's Day uh, last week, and... Uh... Uh, it was an interesting Father's Day for me at Kitana's house. Uh, they needed some time away. So I woke up, I got some cakes and gifts and stuff. And we had a simple family brunch-like stuff. Yeah, that was fun actually. Spending time with the kids and a different environment. It was a very uh, interesting, short, fun break. That's very cool because, you know, it's the first time that somehow everyone is together even before like Father's Day, right? We're all in our homes just uh, trying to cope with the pandemic. And so, yes, everyone had a different kind of Father's Day. And How was your Father's Day? Oh, my goodness. My dad, I couldn't find him. I don't know if he was asleep or he was doing something. But my brothers, my brothers and I finally spoke to him at nine o'clock in the evening and he was oh, like yeah. really tired. So I I think he was busy. I don't know because my, you know, my father's a doctor, so maybe he was busy. Uh, he's a he's a doctor in the provinces, so maybe I'm sorry to say this, but maybe he was circumcising a lot of boys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sundays, because that's when people have time, right? Oh, so okay. yeah, so I guess he was busy. So there, but yeah, we were able to chat for a. a we were able to chat for a long time, so it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Last week's episode was pretty heavy, Mr. Delon, but very educational, I should say. What are we looking forward to this week? So, last week, I uh, kind of uh, gave everybody doom and gloom treatment. <laughs> uh, all the way from Sweden, we had somebody putting in the idea of, uh, you know, death and how do we deal with it. Because my life has been filled with a lot of doom and gloom for a while there. Uh, I decided after 2019 that I'm going to be pro-life. I'm going to be about life. I'm going to be about celebrating life. I'm going to be about creating life. And, uh, you know, if you're a single man or a single woman, the best way for you to start life start meeting somebody else. Today's topic is going to be about entrepreneurship or entrepreneurial state. Why should you date an entrepreneur or should you even date an entrepreneur? Very interesting because really and truly, it's hard to meet people or where do you find the right person for you these days? I mean, I have friends who aren't married. You know, before it's like people get married at an early age. Now it's like I still haven't found the right person for me. And that's why all these dating sites are all, the, all these dating sites are coming out. Idea of dating these days. Um, you know, when, when I was growing up, I knew one fast food joint which was Kentucky Fried Chicken. So our choices would be either we eat at home, whatever my mom cooked, or we would have KFC. And when we go to KFC, it'll be the chicken and that's it. However, my son who is five this year, if you ask him, what do you want to eat? He'll say like, let me think about it. Because the choices are plenty, right? So before we would get married, because there's not much to do in life. I mean, you know, you get married, you have kids, you work, you raise them, you send them to school. Days, you know, you want to do a lot of things with your life. So you want to find somebody who will grow with you in that path, right? Uh, Dr. Kana, being the relationship uh, specialist here, uh, what do you? What is your take on this? I mean, you're married, yes. and uh, how about did you come to meet your husband? Most people know that I met him through friends, and uh, we connected, and there was a lot of logic involved in meeting someone uh, that you want to connect with. So my husband is an entrepreneur and he is an engineer. So there's a lot of logics involved <laughs> when I'm dealing with him. So that, uh, and when I wanted to date him, I had to do a lot of homework because uh, it's very different when you want to date an entrepreneur. There are different, there are different species altogether, you know, an entrepreneur, uh, they look at dating very differently. They have very unique characteristics and a very unique lifestyle. So uh, this I'm sharing for people who are in the early stage uh, of a relationship with an entrepreneur or whether they're looking for a committed relationship with an entrepreneur. So uh, this will suit them, okay? So entrepreneurs are people who are ready to take risks. They are very goal-oriented. 
and they require independence for themselves and for their partners as well. So you cannot be a very clingy person that you want your partner to do everything for you, you know, open the jar for me, please pick me up and drop me here and there. You know, this really doesn't really work with entrepreneurs. They don't like clingy people because they are very independent. They want that freedom and they want that freedom for you as well. And then they are very, very much into problem solving. They love solving problems. So like Amar, you're always solving someone's problem, right? That's what your business is all about. And one important thing is that they are constantly learning. Am I right here, Amar? You're very, very right there. Um, like, uh, you know, um, when, when, you, when you say dating, uh, apps and say dating programs. Most people think like, oh, sounds so, you know, freaky. You're gonna uh, connect with people like this and that. But truthfully, dating platforms were invented by other entrepreneurs to meet other entrepreneurs. That is what actually happened. Because you're so busy working and building stuff, you do not have time to do the usual socializing way of meeting people, going to dinner parties and going to events. These are wasteful things in the entrepreneur's, entrepreneur's life. When the entrepreneur wakes up, all they think about is like, okay, how am I going to pay my staff? How am I going to make profit this year? I have a target to meet. My sales is off by 2%. What can I do to increase? You know, a lot of this entrepreneurial jargon comes in. Now, when you go on an app, you have a pre-selected, I, I mean, these apps you can customize, right? What age, what interest this other person would have and everything else. And the computer's algorithm will take the right match for you and match you up with these people. Now, simple left swipe, right swipe. If you match, you match. If you don't, you don't. But you go through the odds faster and uh, you would uh, need uh, different people and with every person you learn and you move on quicker. So again, these are tools. So entrepreneurs love tools to make their life easy. For example, I don't enjoy cleaning my house. I'm like, why would I do stuff that I can pay somebody 50 bucks and they can do it for me, right? I have never ironed my clothes. I always send it out to be ironed because I'm like, why would I waste two hours of my life every week to iron clothes, right? I have never washed my own car. I'm like, that is a wasteful hour when I can pay somebody a fraction of the money that I'll make in an hour. Wow, that sounds so interesting, Mr. Delon. Are we really getting into it? So guys, so that's our topic for today, guys. It's entrepreneurial dating. Should you date an entrepreneur? Yes, so should you date an entrepreneur? So picking on what Dr. Kana said, entrepreneurs are a very logical being and problem solving is their forte. Right? So when an entrepreneur decides, you know what, I need to date, it's not because they need to date. They're trying to fulfill their entrepreneurial life with dating. Like, I need an idea, I need an inspiration. If you if you go out on a date with an entrepreneur, very like very likely on the first day itself, they might ask you uh, questions that you may consider to be rude, like how much are you worth? Like uh, are you are you making enough money? I mean, uh, how are you paying for your house? Do you own your home or do you rent it? Uh, what is your five-year career plan, right? So, Mr. Delon, you're not going to be offended if someone asks you, Amar, show me your bank book. <laughs> Gold digger. <laughs> right? But if someone asks, Hey, Amar, uh, how much was your total uh, per annum earning last year? And how much do you, how much of that did you net? Ooh, now those are very sexy talk for me. I'm like, ooh, interesting, right? I'm like, and they start using words like gross profit and, you know, how do you plan to increase your net worth in the next five years? What is your cultivated uh, growth projection over the next 10 years? This, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get married right now. Oh, wow. So you need to have this understanding when you date an entrepreneur because uh, they're different uh, beings, right, Dr. Kana? Yes, that's very true. Like you were sharing the talks, the words, the language you have to use with an entrepreneur is very different. So let's say you approach an entrepreneur and you start talking about problems and you say, oh, I'm coming from this background, I have these issues, I have to take care of this and that. Uh, they might be able to empathize on that issue, but you'll start thinking, how can this problem be solved? And when you say, oh, this is difficult, this is impossible. Impossible, most of the time with entrepreneurs, uh, it's not a word that they like to relate with. They, they don't like this word they always find solutions you know so when you say something can't be fixed they're always looking for problem uh, ways to solve this problem i've been dating actively and uh <laughs> i think some of the women that i've dated might must think that i'm wholehearted because every time they give me a sad happy story i give them an outcome 
for the sad, sappy story. Or I can give them an even sappier story and provide them with evidence of how I, or somebody that I know personally, have come out of a story like that. Correct. That's how it works. That's how their mind works, you know. So that's what I want to get into that our three main uh, topics on uh, what should you know when you want to date an entrepreneur, okay? So this could be uh, when you want to date a man or a woman, you know. There are a lot of successful uh, female entrepreneurs as well. So you can't go to them and say that, oh, I'm a woman, I can't do things like that. It's like, excuse me, I'm a woman as well, all right? I'm dealing with this and this and this. So don't give me this victimized mindset. That's one thing that entrepreneurs can't deal with because many of them have uh, experienced their uh, share of difficulties and uh, pain in life. So they learn to uh, get over it and move forward in life. So the mindset is very important. So when we come to the mind, the things that you should know about an entrepreneur is that they analyze everything. <laughs> and they will analyze it to see whether it's worth their time. So we'll get to the time aspect later on. Because if they don't analyze it, they're really just wasting their time and time is actually money to them, right? So they will just look into it and it's like whether it's worth it or not, you know? So if something is not of their interest, something is not, you're not getting their interest, you're not getting their attention, then they don't feel like it's worth spending time with you again, you know? So that's how their mind works. And they rather grow their business than wasting uh, moments uh, they can use to grow their business with something which is not productive in their mind, you see? And then uh, they, their analysis comes with a lot of questions. Entrepreneurs love asking questions. Why? How? When? What should I do? Who should I meet? How can I get this done? You know, they love questions. What are the five things you can do so that this doesn't happen to you again? Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, with ten being amazing and one being horrible, how would exactly. you rate our date right now? Right. Yeah, we love scaling things as well. True story. True story. This won't happen. <laughs> That is right. You know, when I used to meet people, this is what I would ask. Okay, so what's your five-year plan? So, uh, this year you've done this, so next year what are you going to do? You know, questions, questions. And people will be expecting you to ask uh, very simple, basic questions. They're very shy. Entrepreneurs are not really shy. They just go direct to the point because they don't really want to uh, spend too much time on something that they, they don't think that's productive for them. And then uh, they come, uh, they get into this logic and they see how things can work. Well, they're talking to you with all these questions and it's going on in their mind. Okay, how can I make this work? Will this work? Will this not work? You know, is it worth it? Whether it's in business, whether in relationship, it's no difference for them, you know? You might be just another project to them while they're building a business. When the business gets better, then they will be more emotionally connected to you. Alright? So in the initial stage, when they're trying to get to know you, they might not spend uh, too much time with you. So they are very much into this whole analysis process and questions. And I think uh, female entrepreneurs are uh, even more fiercer. Because uh, if you ever meet female entrepreneurs and if you date female entrepreneurs, um, let's say you show up in a fancy car or even if you show up in a car, right? If you date uh, a regular working class person, the moment you show up, and this is from a personal experience, I remember very earlier on, uh, when, when this is in my 20s, um, uh, one of this, I, I, I asked a girl out for a date and she was like, okay, sure, let's go for a date. And she was expecting for us to get a cab. I'm like, why, why Why? would we get a cab? I have a car. She's like, wow, <laughs> this is a regular working class person. Now, if you were to date an entrepreneur, she will not say, pick me up. She will say, I'll meet you at this place because she's independent and she would want to come there, right? Of course, uh, when you are an established career woman, it's about the same thing, right? And then uh, you would ask questions on like, so yeah, you know, uh, some don't want to seem uh, so materialistic, so they will not ask the question immediately. But they'll ask, what kind of car you're driving? You know? They'll gauge you. They'll gauge you, right? So I remember one of these dates. These, these dates happened uh, in 2020. So um, I met this person. She was an engineer, working class person. And uh, uh, we, we, we met for coffee. Uh, a very intelligent person. She was, she was uh, some very high-tech 
petroleum under deep sea kind of engineer like wow intelligent you know and everything else but not an entrepreneur so she went on this rant about how this uh, bmw drivers are horrible on the road they 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 this you know they don't drive well they don't respect other passengers other, other drivers on the road you know and they think they own the road why is it you know it seems like Everybody is buying a BMW these days, so it's people are people so rich. And I continue to harp on, yeah, BMW drivers are horrible, they're bad, they're disrespectful. And as I was finishing my conversation, I put on my BMW key right on the table. She went like, oh, you're one of them. <laughs> uh oh, awkward. I knew where the date was going because she was so anti-money. Uh, she was into. Uh, about how uh, everybody should be uh, you know sharing work sounds very communist to me and i kept going on like i'm a capitalist i love money i love waking up with the smell of money and <laughs> and needless to say there was no second date after that although uh, you know uh, person was interested but i was like yeah this ain't gonna go far because like dr kana said i've already put in such personality It's this mental algorithm that I have, and put in varying possibilities, and I'm like, yep, fail, 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 fail. Is it worth it? Nope, 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 nope. So if 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 70% of the outcome is uh, bad, I'm like, why should I do it? So that's a very interesting sharing, Amar. Uh, also, I'd like to share and point out here that most entrepreneurs, like. Um, who are just starting, you know, those startup owners or people who are in their 20s figuring out business and things, they don't really have fancy stuff. They don't really drive expensive cars or they don't really have uh, expensive gadgets and things like that. But they are very goal-orientated and uh, they are really focused in making things happen in their life. So when someone comes along who doesn't support that idea or doesn't support that uh, vision of growth in them, they don't really connect with these people. So uh, it might be that people are, uh, who are listening, they might be thinking, oh, entrepreneurs are people who are wealthy, people who have uh, fancy cars, people who are just traveling on their yachts and private jets and things like that. But there are also startup owners who barely have anything. But they just have that desire, the fire to grow, and that's what I think MBA on Air is all about. It's like we want to create more entrepreneurs and encourage more people to be better, you know. So, and relationship is a big aspect in everyone's life. So, uh, I want to come to my second point here is about time and money for entrepreneurs. For entrepreneurs, time is money. You know, it's not two di- uh, different things. So, when it comes to entrepreneurs. There's no weekends to take off and chill and spend time. Weekends is about working. When everyone is spending time barbecuing with their family, going out on uh, trips, they are working. You know, when people are taking off on a long weekend, the long weekend is extra hour to work because they are working hard to build an empire. They're working hard to build a legacy so that. In their forties, fifties, sixties, they can enjoy a better life. Or if they really work hard much earlier, probably even they can start in their thirties too. You know. A very popular entrepreneurial saying is, "Don't let the weekend be your weekend." Correct. So they also travel a lot. They travel often. So you cannot expect an entrepreneur to be locked up in one place. So you cannot expect that like, you need to spend this time with me. No, I have to travel. I have to see clients. I have to go and explore and research and do things to grow my business. So if you can jump along and travel with them and be supportive, that would be great. You know, that doesn't mean that you give up on your own desires and passions. There should be a certain level of um, understanding, match up. To uh, date an entrepreneur, so you must understand that they travel. Weekends are not; they are not available all the time. So it all just seems so difficult and so uncomfortable for so many people out there. It's like, so what do I do with this person? So if you don't have that mindset or the ability to deal and uh, date an entrepreneur, then it will be a a very wrong move 
to approach or even go for dates with people who are in business. And then entrepreneurs, because they are working all the time, their mind is always thinking about business and how to make their business better and how to connect with people who are better than them in business. Uh, they probably uh, deal with time in a different way. They wake up at four or five in the morning. They utilize that time to uh, groom themselves or uh, work out or read or attend courses or things like that. Because uh, the regular working hours are spent to grow their business. And nine to five never works for entrepreneurs. You should always keep that in mind. Nine to five is not and it's not in an entrepreneur's vocabulary. So during this early morning hours or late hours, these entrepreneurs are working on mental, um, physical health, mental health, spirituality, and even in their business. So they deal with time differently. We probably wake up at 7 a.m., but they wake up at 3.30, they wake up at 4. So if you see like someone like uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he's up early in the morning. If you see someone like Mark Wahlberg, he's up at 3.30 in the morning. I think Mark Wahlberg has a burger business or something, you know? So they, they are always looking for ways to make things better. They don't take no for an answer easily when they want things to happen. So if you have that ability to match up and pair up with this uh, a person with such a personality, then you should go ahead and date with an entrepreneur. So this is how an entrepreneur uh, observes or deal with time. So yeah, this uh, this is spot on for people uh, who are thinking of uh, people who are in a relationship with an entrepreneur. They go like, why won't my boyfriend or girlfriend just understand me? Because this is what an entrepreneur is. Remember, for an entrepreneur, you're not priority. His or her business is the main priority. But they do not see you as an external thing. Because they're doing that so that they can have promised good life with you in the future. Right? They're always five years, ten years ahead of everybody else. They will take risks. For example, if you tell an entrepreneur, um, I am saving money uh, by not taking the jeepney. The entrepreneur will count it by saying like, but then you're wasting time. That is worth more than money. How much? And then the entrepreneur might go into a full-on debate with you like, okay, how much money are you saving this jeepney? Show me the saved money. And you'll be able to say like, oh, I do not have the saved money. And she says, this is my point. They get, get to an entire argument and everything else because they live in a different time space. That's why they are where they are. They may not become a billionaire, a millionaire yet, but they are moving towards that line of thought. So, now we've given you this pointers, this facts. You decide whether you should date an entrepreneur or not. June, would you date an entrepreneur? I don't know. I think it should be the other way around because my schedule is crazy too. <laughs> See, that, that, we should come to that how to date a lady Oh! <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> that should be another topic altogether. But yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I think, I think, yes, I think I like uh, people on the go. I think I like dynamic people um, right. because I think I'm also like, a, you know, strike while the iron is hot kind of person where mm -hmm. um, if there's an opportunity, let's grab it. Might not come again. So, right. yes, let's do it. But um, I think there should also be some breathing space somewhere, Mr. Delon, because so, what's, what's all of it for, right? What's all exactly. of it for? So, with all that being said, now, the, the next lesson is what entrepreneurs should know about dating. See, entrepreneurs are people who are stuck in their own reality bubble. And... Uh, I want to go deeper into their reality bubble. The way entrepreneurs uh, look at relationships. So when you're dating an entrepreneur, it will be like you're dating two people. Because their business will always, always come first. That's that. There's one, the person themselves, and then there's the business. So you may feel as if you're competing with their business for attention. And uh, this business is like their child. They will not let go of it. They are carrying with them this child everywhere they go. They're constantly thinking about this business. 
and they would rather choose this child with their business than you compared to you. So if they don't show genuine interest in their business, which is like practically their life, then it will be questionable whether they will stay with you or not. You know. So that doesn't mean that you need to be an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean that you need to be a business person. Uh, I was never interested in business. I never really liked business. But if I like a person and their interest is, for example, football, I'll try to learn about football. So if I'm dating an entrepreneur and their interest is business, I'll try to learn about business. So when they come and talk to me, I'll have some points to discuss with them. It's just like that. So when you're dating someone who's interested in music and you don't know anything about music, so that's going to be uh, complicated. So this is very basic, actually. Uh, for an entrepreneur, the business, their business must be your business as well. That means that you take interest in it. They don't want you to be involved or you, you cannot keep bringing up issues about problems and um, chaos all the time. The discussion should be about growth with an entrepreneur because they always want to grow. Like Amara mentioned earlier, they're working all the time so that they can have a good future with you. So when you're bringing in silly matters and things which are like, oh, you looked at that girl or you looked at that guy, you're overly friendly with that guy. I'm a business person, so I need to talk with my clients. I have to be friendly with my clients. So as a partner, you need to understand this when you're dating an entrepreneur. They don't just belong to you. They belong to the business. They belong to their clients. They belong to their customers. They belong to uh, their, their suppliers. They are connected. So they have a huge network that you should be okay with when you're dating with uh, dating an entrepreneur. So uh, because uh, this is what it is when you're dating an entrepreneur, being in business is actually good uh, knowing about their business is actually good for you because it helps you to connect with them better bringing back to what entrepreneurs should know about uh, dating to all my entrepreneurs out there who are listening to this program hear me well hear me loud hear me clear being employed is not a sin not being an entrepreneur is not a crime it's okay everybody just wants to do their thing that's right do not try to convert everybody into a business person because business is not hard for everyone less than two percent of the population in any country actually has the mindset the stamina and the idea to be their own boss right if you meet somebody and they are not their own boss let them be right now uh some people, entrepreneurs, again I'm talking to you because I'm guilty of all this. Uh, you entrepreneurs are naturally uh, are natural leaders. They have a certain power and way over people. They can influence, they can persuade, they can charm. Entrepreneurs are natural salesmen per se. So anybody who's involved with you or finds you interesting enough to be involved with you would be charmed by you but that charm would wear off and that's when you start having unrealistic expectations of them because if you're looking for a business partner then look for a business partner do not seek out to look for a girlfriend or a boyfriend who will do a business with you that almost always ends up in disaster, right? They might do a lot of things uh, to make you happy because they're trying to understand your world. But having a supportive partner is different than having a partner who is supporting you, right? You have to clearly understand if you're an entrepreneur, man or woman, why do you want partner? Is it purely sexual? Is it relationship? Is it uh, emotion? Or do you need somebody to inspire you? On my hand, 
for example, right now, I'm 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 40, 41. Um, I'm quite established. What I look for in a partner is somebody who would complement me, not complete me, but complement me. I want a muse, somebody who would inspire me to do greater things in life. Not greater things instead of making money. I know how much money I want to make. Right? I, nobody will be out to outdream my own ambitions. Right? But somebody who would say like, hey, you know what? Maybe we can help poor people. Or maybe we could help fund a school in, in, in well, my heart goes to the Philippines. Maybe we could help fund a school in, in the Philippines for, for the uh, kids who are in the, in the, in the, in the provinces. Maybe we could we could uh, build a medical service, a, a portable medical service that will go around vaccinating people in in uh, different parts of the world. This I would take from somebody like Bill Gates. So Bill Gates, we know he's divorced now, but for the longest time, he was led by uh, this drive, right? He was the world's richest man, right? He was the world's richest man, everything else. But he needed, I mean, you're the world's richest man. What more do you want? Right? There's, there's nothing else. But when he met his uh, partner, uh, they were, he, he moved into philanthropy, which he built it into a different structure, business, everything else. Because him being the ultimate entrepreneur. And uh, he, he basically eradicated malaria in Africa, right? Uh, bought so much uh, education and everything else all around the world. So it gave him a different drive beyond just building the world's most popular software company, right? And you can see the same thing happens to a lot of the top entrepreneurs in the world. Uh, look at, uh, let's look at the Philippines, right? One of my idols there, Mr. Uh, Henry C. And of course, uh, Cebu's own uh, Mr. Go. Right? Uh, their spouses, their partners were not entrepreneurs, but they were very strong women nonetheless. They helped the base. They were there supporting their husbands when they needed to. Uh, they, 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 they went the extra mile, right? And, and, and took care of the household, took care of the kids, inspired them, supported them when they needed to be supported, but they were not involved in the business directly. I personally know a lot of my clients uh, where my clients are like the superstar businessman, right? And we sit, we talk, we, we do a one-hour drive, we come back, we come up with a billion peso idea. Before I know it, we, a couple of months, they're making that, that, that billion peso, right? I've got uh, clients who are, when, we get, when I give them a challenge, they're like, you know what, you're making only 20 million. We can, we can up this by fourfold. If you do this, bam, 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 they do this kind of stuff. And then I meet their wives or partners who are nothing like them. And, I, and, and this, was a, this was, a, was a question for me in my mind. I'm like, how do you make it work? And they've been married for a long time and everything else. How do you make it work? I, I, I don't want to mention the name, but one of the uh, uh, wealthiest men in Cebu, uh, they have this uh, company selling uh, medicinal oils and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a friend. Uh, and... Uh, so the, the wife is a very simple person, very simple person. And uh, like, how do you make it work? I don't understand. And I said, no, Amar, because um, I've been doing this for a long time, 30, 40 years. And it's very easy to find somebody who wants to hype up to my hype. But you know, uh, this example was given to me by somebody, I can't remember who. Imagine you're a, you're a helium balloon. You can go as high as you want, but without that rope tying you down to a home base, you might just float away. And that hit me hard. I'm like, oh my God. If you're just this helium balloon and you are just floating everywhere, you have no purpose. There's no grounding. That's no matter how big the helium balloon is, that tiny little string 
it's the one that has the balloon's heart. It's the one that has the balloon's base. And the balloon will never fly away further than that where the string would, would hold it to. And I found that like, yeah. So when that perspective changed, you're not looking for another balloon. Can you imagine in a room full, filled with helium balloons, it's just going to be congested and if all the balloons explode, it's going to be a massive explosion. Right? So, uh, like for example, uh, one, I, I went to art school and one of the uh, painters that uh, I did not like but I was inspired by his way of life was Picasso. Picasso made these wonderful paintings because he had muses. He had a lot of muses around him. They inspired him to be the great Picasso. Right? A singer won't be able to sing with with his or her heart if they did not have the right inspiration for that song. The writer who wrote that song would not be able to pen those words if they did not have the right inspiration. But the person who gave the inspiration was not able to write those words. The same thing for entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs, your expectation when it comes to a partner, a spouse, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, husband, wife, has to be in this context. Are you looking for somebody who is like you? Or are you looking for somebody who will like you? These are two different things that we need to understand. Uh, this, I find that interesting, Amar, because I believe that entrepreneurs don't like to go back home to a partner who is constantly complaining or constantly challenging or competing with them. So healthy competition is fine, you know, like you go hiking and you compete with each other or who's going to get uh, healthier or who's going to get a better body, that sort of competition, which is healthy, that's fun and fine. But if you're competing, who's going to make more money? Who's going to work more? Who's going to be outside more, you know? that Then you're losing the relationship. So an entrepreneur, most of the time, when they come back home, they want a partner who says, hey, I'm proud of you. Great job. Good job. Because they've been doing a lot of work. All that they want to hear is that they're being appreciated. They're being valued. So that's what they're looking for. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur to value your partner. You just have to know their language and understand them better and this goes for uh, anyone you know when you're dating a doctor there are different languages you should use when you're dating a teacher when you're dating um, well, let's say radio, uh, DJ. <laughs> radio DJ yeah. <laughs> yeah so the languages should be different that's where we find the interests and connections so when it comes to an entrepreneur, you need to value them, appreciate them for all their hard work. You don't start blaming them and com- complaining to them like, oh, you're not here, you're never here. You know, when you go on this sort of rent, then you'll be like, okay, I came you for some comfort and uh, relaxation and chill time, but you're complaining, you're whining to me. So I should look for someone else, you know? Because entrepreneurs really don't wait they just move on. That's how their mind works. They just move on. If it's not another person, it will be another project. It will be another jo- another uh, goal, another vision, you know? They're constantly moving. So entrepreneurs are not Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. That's <laughs> <laughs> <What> fiction. <laughs> I know. I just really had to say that. Because, you know, there's that expectation, oh, I want to I wanna choose a businessman or an entrepreneur because he knows how to find money, but I'll be the one to spend the money. But that's not the kind of partner they're looking for, as you're mentioning right now. Yeah. You know, a, a pretty woman, in Richard Gere, in pretty woman, Julia Roberts was a prostitute. So that means that entrepreneur did not find anybody right and he had to buy the woman. You don't want to be a woman that an entrepreneur buys. It's just going to buy something else. Or a man that you can buy. Wow, this is very interesting as usual, but a different take because it's a businessman and matters of the heart. So you make your choice, Magic Nation. 
Mr. Delon and Dr. Khan has actually opened our eyes to, you know, the world of entrepreneurs and how they think. Because sometimes we just uh, have our own idea of what it is, but they just um, made it a little bit more concrete for us. So you think about it right now. Well, we move on to MBA Insights, the newest segment of MBA on Air, where we feature world views on issues that are facing us today. And today, Mr. Delon will chat with the COO of Ad Access, Mr. Dean Seelan. Let's listen. So Dean, remember uh, uh, earlier last year or late last year when you, you know, you're like having some serious issues, uh, ending dates, I basically invented an entire dating program for you. How has that worked out for you? So, rewind back a bit <laughs> before we go forward with that part. So, um, I've been an entrepreneur for more than 10 years. I've, I've, I've only known uh, entrepreneurship. I've been in three different businesses, the CEO of AdAccess. In many processes, I've never looked into dating as a tool. Uh, I've always looked as relationship as a burden. Uh, it's an anchor that will slow me down. Because the people that are in there are always there for the money. In that process, I've gone through many phases. Uh, I was always pushed to go for dates. And I always give many, 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 many creative reasons on why I should not date. Which was done by Dr. Kanna, not me. I basically invented him a program for it to make his life easy. And towards my last venture, when it fell, um, then I realized okay, uh, there is something that is missing in my circle, which is relationship. So I had a chat with both Dr. Kana and Amar. And then he said, you've done everything. You're only missing this element in your life. So we go back to week two, right? Remember the wheel, the life chart, right? So I'm missing that part of in my life and that's why like an electric circuit it doesn't connect and so i said okay fine i've been out of the dating game for a very long time so i asked my brother in that process there are few steps to be done so this is the part of where i had to rediscover myself you know i gotta love myself i gotta fall in love with myself first because if i don't love myself Who's gonna love me? Right? That's that, that's where the circle is gonna go to. So from that point, I started changing. I started evolving my ways, my grooming, my, my speech pattern, and even my mindset. Right? Like earlier, like Doctor T said, um, you know, if they live, they don't have their own house, or they're not living independently, you know, don't judge them. You know, so so this it's, it's quite a difficult thing. You know, when you go and have a conversation during a date, and you talk about. You know, this business, this, this, this. What's your five-year plan? You know, what do you want to achieve in the next six months? You know, most of them freak out. You know, most of them run away. So this program that I did started with changing my foundation first, which is uh, my internal self, followed by my grooming, followed by my speech. Today, here we are. So uh, what was the very first thing that I had to do uh, when we when we built this program? Remember those like six or seven modules that we built, right? Mm. And by the way, the program is called Triamo. Uh, Dean actually designed the logo for it and even the, 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 the name, Triamo, was, uh, was designed by Dean himself. Although the, the content of the program was designed by me. because um, It's a two-year work in progress. Yeah, two-year work in progress because uh, I had to go on the field and research <laughs> heavily to make sure that this program is effective for all walks of life. Because I'm not building a program for, so that men can just you know meet up women for all the wrong reasons. No. This is genuinely done so that people can go out and meet right people and, 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 and build a relationship. Uh, and uh, what was the first, one of the first modules that we built? So the first thing is to deal with a basic appearance. We start with the top, the head, how your hair should look like. So in my past venture, for the past five years, uh, Dr. Karna will attest to this. She has always continuously begged so I dye my hair. I'm younger, but I have more white hair in my head. Uh, so much more, when I go out for meetings, 
people think I'm 45 or 50. The highest I've ever got was 75. This was before alcohol. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I was I was with one of my uh, shareholder. He's turning sixty-two, and I was standing next to him. They thought I was sixty-three. And how old are you, Dean? At that time, I was twenty-seven. So that's where the internal work comes in a lot. You know. Yeah. So because my focus was constantly building the business, it's, 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 uh, it doesn't stop. I never rest. Um, even people beg me to rest, I never rest. I, I keep on moving forward, I keep on trucking. Now, but coming back to the point, the first thing I had to change was my hair, you know? I used to have uh, a pretty good lock of hair, so I decided to do something extreme. I went full the rock. I cleaned it all up because I wanted to restart. I changed my daily face routine. Uh, at the same time, I also changed what I put in my mind. So at night, I used to watch TV shows, very variety of shows. And after a long discussion, then I changed. I stopped. I stopped and I started to put in uh, positive affirmations, meditation chants uh, every night. Till today, I still practice that. Never stopped it. And I maintained that and it changed. You know, um, when I go out on dates, I thought, I was like, ah, dating is just a waste of time, you know, it's, it's blah, 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 you know, when you have money, it not, should not be an issue. But when I change the basic foundation of myself, when I start looking at myself in the mirror, right, it's like, oh, shit, I forgot how good I looked. I forgot how I like to dress up, you know, I forgot how fashionable I was. So I have forgotten myself. And I've forgotten the past and the present and myself internally. So, but I had to go through a whole rediscover journey. And then I found, ah, okay, this is what Dean is. This is how Dean is going to grow. A lot of this thing is also, so we work holistically. We don't only fix the person's external appearance. We also fix the person's internal uh, uh, mirror. How you see yourself is how you project to the world. And when you take a thousand pictures of yourself, you will see that change for yourself. You'll see every little nuance as you evolve. So that's it for MBA Insights today. But before I uh, end my interview with Dean, um, I want to say that uh, we are giving out a free session of this workshop, uh, this Triamo branding workshop for anybody. All you have to do is just go, to, go over to our website at adam.adxs.biz and uh, sign up to it. Again, you can use the, it's the same principle for dating that you apply for job seeking. It's the same principle that you use for dating that you use to do to close sales. It's always the same principle because it's about being the best yourself. So when you're, when you're dating, you're selling yourself. When you're going for a job, you're selling yourself. When you're selling other people's products, people are not buying the product. They're buying you first and then only they are buying the product. So branding, personal branding is not only for dating. It's not only for marriage. It's a holistic thing. So when you transform who you are within, who you are outside, also transform alongside with it. The most beautiful people are the most confident people and the most beautiful people on the inside. It blows out. Thank you so much, Mr. Delon. Wow. Lots more things to think about, Magic Nation. And yeah, build that relationship. Of course, founded on what we've learned from Mr. Amar Delon and Dr. Kana today for MBA On Air. We're down to our final few moments. Hope we've put you in the right mood, the mood to love or to finding love. Yes, this week we talked about entrepreneurial dating and lots of very important points. When you're looking for your life partner, and especially if you're considering an entrepreneur. Well, maybe we should hear from Dr. Kana first. Final words, Dr. Kana? Yeah, sure, Jen. Uh, so, what I want to uh, leave everyone here with is that entrepreneurs don't like to be threatened. They don't like ultimatums. Uh, these things won't work with them. So, if you're giving them a timeline and you're saying that if you don't do this by uh six months or one year uh, they're like okay you know it's all right you can leave 
I have other things to do. So because they are very goal oriented and they are very very much growth centric. So uh, if you are looking to date an entrepreneur, you need to be connected to everything that they are interested in. Um, you need to know that their life is always moving fast, and you should understand that um, you can. Uh, sorry. Their life is always moving fast, and uh, you have to be them, be there for them, value them, and be supportive to them, because that's what they're looking for in a relationship most of the time. So I hope this uh, was interesting and uh, beneficial for our listeners out there. Follow me on uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram at Harmonious Haven, and uh, they can follow me on LinkedIn um, at Dr. Kana. They can get valuable posts and interesting, uh, inspiring posts there. Thank you so much, Dr. Kana. How about you, Mr. Dalon? Maybe final words from you. Uh, as usual, you guys, you can follow me on my socials. I'm active on Instagram, right? That's at Amardilan. You can look me up on LinkedIn, also at Amardilan. I'm on TikTok at Amardilan, and on uh, Facebook. Not that active there, but you can still look me up there at uh, Amardalan Coach and I'm also back on Twitter on my original account. I had it reinstated last week and it's again Twitter at Amardalan. So that was good news then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, MBA On Air has been this uh, amazing lifeline for me to reach out to my audiences initially in the Philippines. Now it's uh, a bit more global because we're getting more and more people listening. Uh, and uh, I'm very, very excited about that fact. And uh, this is the reason why I'm bringing more relevant topics forward. Uh, and uh, I'm very grateful for everybody who's involved in this project. June to you, uh, Magic FM, who's always been supportive of us, and uh, Dean, Dr. Kana, and all of our guests. Uh, because, uh, you know, we have just this one life one opportunity we have to live it by design this is Amarilan your Malaysian Bisaya business coach I'll see you again next week and uh, tune in <laughs>